Hello and welcome to the Movie Den. My name is Luke Taylor. I'm the multimedia editor at the Daily Easter News. And I'm Adam Tamino, the sports editor. I guess we're both on our like last couple days of being in those positions. Right, yeah. We're uh, getting close to the end of the year here. But for our last episode, we thought we'd finally talk about some new movies instead of just the random ones that we like. So we watched The Bad Guys and The Northman, which both came out within the last two weeks, I, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, they're not alike. No. We finally really nailed having two different movies. <laughs> it, took us th- it took us 30 episodes when we got there. Yeah. I. We This has to be the new record. Yeah. These are wildly different in tone. Yes. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about the bad guys first. It's, uh, you know, it's like it's a children's movie, so it's a little bit less. A little bit less going on, though I think I think we both liked it. Mm-hmm. So The Bad Guys is relatively straightforward. It's about a lot of different animals who are the bad guys in like children's stories who are, they're doing heists. So, I mean, like the big bad wolf is the leader of a gang that does heists. So that's pretty fun. But the, the movie is about how they need to redeem themselves in the public eye and then they are going to do this part of their scheme and then it goes wrong and you know you can't judge a book by its cover is the whole message of the movie yeah that's pretty much what it boils down to but throughout that you get some some animated heist scenes which i just don't think i've ever gotten to see before Mm, no and some car chases which (laughs) were very goofy and i kind of liked and there's a fox who's the mayor. Oh, also, most people in this world aren't animals. Yeah. The main characters are. Mm-hmm. And I that's think, it. Yeah, and then the rest of them, those are the regular humans. And they're, you know, just, everyone's just, uh, just having a good time, you yeah. know? Yeah. These animals have apparently completely integrated into society, into society if their mayor oh. is a fox. Yeah, I mean, they elected her. It's just an eyebrow piercing. <laughs> it's a very liberal city, you know? <laughs> yeah, good for them. So they don't really elaborate on what happened with the animals, but, you know, that's fine. That's whatever. It's a, it's, you know, it's a movie where there's animals and people. That's, yeah. it's, uh, you can get past that. It's pretty easy to. Then just uh, have some fun, you know? One of my favorite things is that they they have, like, heist archetypes. Because that's, that's always part of it. Like, everybody mm-hmm. has their, their specialty. And they don't make any sense with the animals that they are. Not really. Other than, I guess, the spider. Spiders make sense. I yeah, guess, she's like a hacker because of, you know. She's got lots of arms. The web. She can type things in real fast, too. And, and like, yeah, the web, which took me longer yeah, than I wanted yeah, to it put together. It took me until right now. Yeah. I, I feel I've stupid. Seen, I saw the movie twice and got it halfway through the second time. So that was really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, the, the wolf is like, he's like the mastermind. The snake He's a safe cracker. Yeah, he can like slither through vents and stuff. You yeah, know, he just comes in handy. You know, he's a snake. He still serves as a rope a couple of times. There's a little piranha who is like the fighter of the group, despite being all of a foot tall. He also farts a lot. Yeah, which I was probably the most annoying part of the movie. I would agree with that. Because like I'm, you know, we're adults. I can admit that I've laughed at a fart joke. You know, like it's it's come on. Sometimes it's funny. Yeah, not in this case. Not really. They all, none of them landed. No. Uh, and then the, who, who am I missing? There's a shark. Yeah. who's a 
Master of Disguise, yeah. which is so funny because <laughs> he really does just look like a shark. And yeah. all like a shark with a fake mustache and like a hard hat on. Yeah. Or a shark in a dress. There's a scene where he has a mustache and a lab coat on and a scientist is like, oh, dad. That's right. And they just, they carry it straight <laughs> through. This guy never figures out the shark isn't his father. Yeah. It's, this is just a cute movie. And then, you know, there's, there's a plot of sorts where yeah. they, the bad guys get caught doing a heist and Professor Marmalade. The he's a guinea very pig. Small guinea pig. He's yeah. a philanthropist. He's like, I will take them under my wing, and they will be good by my gala, and then uh, everyone will love them, and they'll be the good guys. Which but, apparently was a week, like a week away. Yeah, which is crazy to me. But okay. Yeah, it's a social media campaign, yeah. and uh, <laughs> from the guinea pig, and then uh, you'll never guess it, but the guinea pig has ulterior motives. <gasps> Um, it's a movie where the bad, the guys who look bad are actually good deep down and the things that look good and cute are actually the bad guy. But this is, this is, I wonder what the age cutoff is for audience members that will not predict everything that happens in this movie. Yeah. Cause like, I, I, it's still fun, even though like immediately (laughs) some of the plot twists that happen later when they're first sort of brought up early in the movie, you're like, oh yeah, for sure. Right. It's not a complex plot, but no, it's still it fun. So I wonder what I, I would guess. Maybe like I feel like a twelve-year-old would pick up on a lot of it and be like, yeah. "Oh, okay. Well, the guinea pig is going to be a bad guy." Yeah, or maybe even a little bit younger than that. Because everything about the guinea pig is annoying from the moment he's yeah, on screen. Pretty, but it's still fun. He has a his 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 plot is as it is is insane. Yeah. yeah, he has. So okay, so through the, you're watching this movie. And it intros with the snake and the wolf, like getting breakfast somewhere. You get their character dynamic because they're kind of the two main guys. And then it transitions right from there into a heist. And then you have a car chase. And then they're watching TV and they decide what they're going to do for their second heist, which is steal this like award trophy thing. The golden dolphin. Yeah. So you get through that. You get through the heist, like planning stages and the beginning of it. So everything so far is like. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen a lot of heist movies. This is a typical setup. It's just, you know, for kids. Okay. And then Professor Marmalade is going to get his award, and the presentation speech starts with, Last year, when the meteorite fell on our city. And you're like, what? The there's, a, there's, a, there's a video clip of it. Yeah. It's devastating. The city was dis- devastated by a, cr- there's a huge the, crater. The city opens up with it. You see like a shot of the city and there's like a crater in the, in the, in the, at the edge of it. And I'm like, oh, that must be for flavor. And maybe something's going to happen in there later. Um, but it turns out that no. It, it was a massive like a space a, rock. The shape, the shape of a heart just blew up. Or probably killed thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> the And the only reason like plot wise that happened is because apparently the meteorite has some kind of power to it that they can use to mind control people. Yeah. Or rather than people, maybe guinea pigs. Yeah. I'm not sure what the power is limited to. Yeah. Which is another point is that there are both guinea pigs who are just, you know, guinea pigs. And then also Professor Marmalade, who's like a whole dude. Like he's a guinea pig, but also he's like a, a guy. He has a British accent and he wears a little suit. He reminded me of that one, this is kind of mean, the one talk show host 
who's in all the musicals. Oh, Cor- James Corden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I kind of thought it was his voice at he's, first. Like, he's just like up, relentlessly upbeat and chirpy and British. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah, I, f- I feel bad thinking that. But... I'm sure James Corden's a nice man. Yeah, you know, James Corden, if you're <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. So- sorry, James. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm, I'm happy you weren't in West Side Story, though. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so the uh, the he's gonna control all the guinea pigs to do his bidding, and he does. What to like? He wants to like steal the money he raised for charity. Seems to be his main goal. Do you you had written down some of your favorite yeah. lines from the movie? Let me, let me pull those up real quick. I think some of those about. have become relevant. There is there is one sort of little twist I didn't fully see at one point when he's trying to make the bad guys look good. Professor Marmalade. Have you said his name? Professor Marmalade. Yeah, that's his name. It's going to be important later. Um, he has them break into like an animal testing facility and free <laughs> a bunch of guinea pigs yeah. that are there. And I thought that, and that's a pretty funny scene. That's a scene where the, the guy pretends, Sharp pretends to be the scientist's yeah. dad. Um, and then there's, there's some funny parts in that scene. And then it comes in handy later because then he tries to control those those guinea pigs as right. his army. So I'm like, all right, that makes kind of that kind of makes sense. I yeah, it's a good like setup. Um, so I worked on some of the lines here uh, during the movie. Uh, we need to disrupt Marmalade's communication with his guinea pig army. That's one of my favorites. That's for the first sure. one I wrote down. Um, with this meteorite, we will be able to commit crimes. <laughs> and then, uh, what do you say we deliver this butt rock to the chief? Those are some, there's more some classic moments. There's more. It's a pretty funny movie. Some of the there's some funny, <coughs> excuse me, some funny jokes in the writing that I appreciate. But most mm-hmm. of the laughs I got were from like visual, like some of those visual yes. jokes. Oh man, there's a scene where the characters briefly go to prison, mm-hmm. and then it, it, <laughs> they show a shot of the prison, and they're on a boat to get there. Like a, first of all, yeah, a warship, and it's like this giant, like big metal building on like a bunch of like. Sp- pointy rocks on an island in the ocean and surrounded by surrounded by waves. hundreds of like floating mines it cracked me it up it's so funny yeah they also we have to talk about like the art style of this movie mm-hmm. that's that's for me that's the main if this movie was animated like or every other like average sort of movie i don't i wouldn't have liked i wouldn't it re- i wouldn't recommend it i'd be like it's cute i guess but yeah. it's not funny enough it's not good enough to be worth watching but the animation yeah it's, it's so good it's very fun it's there's been a lot of you know stuff in the last couple of years about how all Disney movies look the same and mm-hmm. all the animation has kind of like fallen into the same stuff. This, this is not the case with this. The the a lot of the backgrounds are more two dimensional and the characters are three dimensional, but even then they don't have that like weird like smooth round look that like Disney characters get. They have like more. I don't know how to how to explain glo- it. There's some some kind of like glossiness to them. Yeah, and it is. I, we looked after it. It, it. it says in the credits, it's based on graphic novels. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense when you the opening heist and car chase sequence. Even some of the shots of the car, it's like two oh, like two D animation. Mm-hmm. It looks like a looks like a, like a screen grab from like a you know from a graphic Web novel. Comic, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's very interesting. If, if this was animated just like an average like general like sort of pixar style animation it wouldn't be good because the story and the writing and it's not quite on that level for me the big the big elements of this are the animation and the fact that like the concept is pretty Mm -hmm. that's pretty novel i love heist movies yeah and this is fun this avoids some heist movies have problems like in the beginning because there's always the scene where they go and they gather the team together for the heist we'll need the hacker we need the 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 
pickpocket guy. We need this yeah. guy. We need. There's always that scene where they they gather the crew. It's always slow and boring. They cut that by having them already be a crew that works together. Right, and then you just sort of are introduced to each character as they're fulfilling their purpose on the on the heist. Yeah. So you see the hacker the first time. I think there's some voiceover too. Like this is Spider, blah blah blah. And right. it's like it's 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 more efficient that way, and you, you get to ignore. And it also helps the story you know that these characters. For the story, they're supposed to be close. They have to be they've been friends yeah. for a long time. They like live together and work together. Yeah, I I think all the characters are very they they look very distinct from each other, mm-hmm. which is good for you know a kids movie. Even though a lot, a lot of the human characters are they're animated more closer to the basic sort of animation yeah. are humans, but they're a little different. Some of the characters, like the police chief, is very distinctive. I think the police chief is the only one that really matters, right? There's, and there's I like a, a another, reporter, yeah. who's in and out a lot, yeah. But I I also really like just the whole opening scene of this movie, mm-hmm. which it's is where fun. you meet the snake and the wolf in this like diner, just having having food, being you know guys. I saw something that it made it try to. It was almost like the opening sequence more was like if like Quentin Tarantino did like an animated yeah. like Pixar movie. It's like. It's not quite on the level, like, I think he's a little overrated, but his yeah. dialogue is very, like, snappy, you know? Yeah. So it, it, has, it has a little bit of that flavor to it, for sure. It didn't feel like it was, it because it's like, okay, it's a heist movie for kids, but didn't it feel like it was talking down very, like, A lot of the jokes genre. are definitely, like, fart jokes mm-hmm. especially, like, I, I don't, kids don't need fart jokes to laugh at a movie. No, they don't. No. That was annoying for me. It's, it's on that. One or two, there's like four, I think, fart scenes. It's yeah. just too many. And one of them is actually like part of like, it's, they come in, they're important farts. <laughs> there are two a, times that it matters. It's <laughs> yeah. a strange thing to it's say. It's weird. Um, so I could have done without that, but it's, it's fine. It's good. You yeah. know, the voice acting's good. Not like an A, A-list cast, but. Right. Good Which actors. I actually appreciate more. Mm-hmm. I don't like when it's a ton It was of fun because I was trying to figure out because I recognized a lot of the voices and the whole time I'm trying to I, I recognize I'm like, who is that? So when the credits come up, you're like, oh, you know, I like I like that kind of There are only nine <clears throat> people that are listed as like main cast. Yeah, I guess so. Because there aren't that many characters that talk that much. Yeah, the only voice I recognized uh immediately was aquafina as she just has spider. a spider she has a very distinctive yeah. voice and the rest of them are and then i could hear that if i could think back after then i could kind of i can see it for right. the other characters yeah you got sam rockwell is a fine actor he plays uh plays wolf mm-hmm. the characters don't have names and that's no they're just named after what animal they yeah, are whatever it doesn't matter it's fine yeah cute movie you know it's fun yeah i've seen it twice now and a span of a week, which was maybe too many times in the span of a week, but that's okay. <laughs> and but yeah, I think we liked it. So yeah, I think we're a little split on the next movie. We are. Yeah, it's not a huge split. I think you gave it an eight point five, and I'd give it like a five or a six. All right, but I'll let you. I'll let you explain it. So we saw the Northman, which is, I guess, can best be described as a Viking revenge action <laughs> adventure thing uh it stars alexander skarsgård with the largest shoulders and back i've seen in quite mm-hmm. a while like and there's several scenes where like his head he's like hunched forward because he can't like straighten his neck it, his back. it really looks like he can't physically stand up straight he, he looks uncomfortable i don't yeah. know how long it took him to get like that for this movie but i'm sure he, I, he probably ate like a like a raw elk a day i don't know what he did but it was insane <laughs> it looks like it it's uh what a very impressive physical performance from mm-hmm. him. And he's uh, is Prince Amleth, who when he's a child, his uncle, uh, Fjolnir, 
kills his father, the king. Forgive us on any pronunciation, because these are tough names, yeah. to be honest. Emleth, and the king's name is, I don't even remember what it is, and he's a pretty minor character. Yeah. Arvandil. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's, it's, it's a cool name. Viking Vikings are cool. Sounds very like fantasy genre, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so the uncle kills his brother, the king, and then tries to kill Amleth as well, because, you know. He's the, the successor. Because of vengeance. He, uh, he, like, knows this kid is going to take revenge on yeah, him later. It's pretty, well, the king is killed the morning after a ceremony with his son, Amleth, where he, like, names him his successor and says, if I am killed by the enemy's blade, you must avenge me. So it's not surprising when the king immediately dies in that day. Yeah. But it still is a little surprising when they walk out and, like, an arrow flies across it's the like screen. It's like, whoa. Immediate. It's, it's very sudden. Yeah. And it's, it's, a very, it's very exciting. And then Amleth. Uh, escapes and he's thought to be dead and then we flash flash forward this is probably about the first 10 15 minutes of the movie maybe 20 there's a pretty long scene with willem dafoe yeah willem dafoe is so insane he's so good i laughed because it said it just said years later yeah and i was like all right all right let's get into it let's go this movie has i think several acts that are all opened with like a title card with like some sort of ancient language and then it gives you yeah. the, the translation on the bottom it's like runes or something yeah and it's like the land of the roots which apparently is like modern day ukraine and oh okay uh, in that area uh, i read a little bit about the movie because i thought it was interesting mm-hmm. anyway we meet amleth as an adult and he's with this band of like brutal warriors who like think they're wolves Everybody in this movie thinks they're a wolf. Like, yeah, all the people are like, "Yeah, I'm literally not a person." They, they, a they, they have like they think they have like they have like beast blood, or they're like beasts cloaked yeah. in human flesh or something. And there's an incredibly impressive sequence where this band of warriors attacks a village. I'm not huge on like fight scenes in general, mm-hmm. but I liked that scene a, a lot. A lot of it's shot. It's like a one take. It's very, very muddy. And and this is a you should probably get this. This is an incredibly violent movie. Yeah. This was gory and, I, and brutal. I and, knew it was going to be mm-hmm. violent. And that was a scene because a lot of action movies, you get these main characters that are so just like crazy powerful and strong. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this guy, it, I thought it was such a well done scene because what he was doing was impressive. But also I, I was watching it and I was like, yeah, okay. It was physically plausible for the most part. At the very beginning, he does catch a thrown spear backhanded and spin and throw it. But it looks... It doesn't look as insane as describing it. Right, sounds. the spear is going kind of slow. It's a spear. You, can, you can't throw a spear very fast, you know. Yeah, it's so still you, insane, but like if not, it was like an arrow, it'd be ridiculous. But right. he catches a spear and throws it, and you're like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I, love goes that. Into this I battle love that sequence. First battle scene. And but it's not, it's not like a hero versus villains battle because at the no. end they like put a bunch of children in a house and like light it on a fire. Yeah. So they're just, these are not good people. He's he's the prince has fallen in with the wrong crowd. It seems, and then he has like some sort of vision of some witch who says you've strayed from your path. It's one of the th- it's one of the fates, one of the three fates, because she was like spinning the fate. That's right, the, the fate thread. This is there's a lot of interesting like mythology Thor. And I do talk about Thor, like Odin and Valhalla right. and all that kind of thing. I've seen that like in like a lot of the Thor movies recently. They've mm-hmm. been, but this is like a back in the 900s ad you know it's very it sounds like it's a little more true to the actual mm-hmm. mythology i remember the director said he thinks it's the most accurate historically accurate it was made with like teams of historians and archaeologists and all the props and the sets and everything's very authentic and period accurate which i think is cool i really I appreciate the effort yeah um so and amleth is decides to go back on his uh 
on his quest, and then he finds out that people they have captured in this raid are being sent as slaves to his uncle's sort of. They call it, he's a chieftain, they say. It's like it's sort of a farm village sort of thing. He, he yeah, runs in Iceland. He lost the original kingdom. Yeah, since, had he, to... he, since, he, since he won the kingdom by killing his brother, and he wasn't like the true. Uh, like the king of Finland stole it from him, and he was he had to go to and he yeah. he only fled to Iceland. So Amleth goes there, and he sort of works on the farm and um, meets meets, a lady. meets uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Olga, who's like some sort of sorceress a little bit. Yeah, what her powers exactly are kind of limited. She seems she it seems she can put spells on like. Either those hallucinogenic mushrooms make people. Do they knew they make people see things that aren't there and then stab themselves? They had sex outside. <laughs> she said, "I'm talking to the earth gods." She's earth like magic. The and then she was like, "Oh, found a mushroom," and that was just like. And then they use I it. I guess we know what it does. Part of their plot. She's yeah. good in this. She's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a really good actress. Yeah, it's fun. Everyone, all the performances are good. And there's yes. some insane. There's a lot of the male characters like really close to the camera screaming over it. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. And it's like we had this discussion. How much of it's supposed to be funny? This isn't a. This is not a comedy. No. But I laughed several times. I think a couple of things are supposed to be kind of funny. I wish but I most of it, I can't. Most of it's not supposed to. Be. So a lot of the laughs I had are more. They were more like <laughs> cool. Yeah, like that kind of. You know, because I disagree. I didn't think I couldn't identify any scenes that I thought were supposed to be funny. Yeah, there were parts that like made me laugh for one reason or another. But I also mm-hmm. just have like my brain is completely fried and I don't have a good sense of humor. My, my, so that's on me. <laughs> my main complaint is this movie might take itself a little too seriously. Yeah, that's some interesting ideas. It's it's. I think it's better than an average action movie. It's got some interesting concepts. There's a plot. There's a plot twist that's pretty good partway through. Where you, the my opinion on Amless, like his revenge and whether or not he should take his revenge, it, it changed my opinion of it. I'm like, oh, that's that's different is, a I little f- bit. That's okay. So I agree that it a lot of good ideas. My sub point to that would be cut a couple of them. There was so much. Yeah happening it's a little long and i understand that it was based on like a, a myth so i kind of get you know i get it but also oh my god there were a million things happening at every single moment and then also i've seen revenge movies before and they always have a twist like that yeah they always have well maybe maybe you shouldn't be slaughtering a ton of people to <laughs> take your revenge yeah but <gasps> but but and then i feel like in a lot of those movies then the character sometimes doesn't they're like oh no i've made a mistake this is not what i want yeah but in this one he's like he has it for a moment and then he's like you know what no never mind and i was disappointed i thought i thought i was very annoyed when the movie opens up with a prophecy of like a oh it's it's opens with like a shot of a volcano and it says something about a like a battle at the gates of hell or something so then uh when the movie leads up to a fight in a volcano, I'm like, let's, I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Yeah. But then another complaint is that fight. You have two giant like Viking men and it was the fighting most in a volcano, fight. and it's not good. It's not a good fight scene. It should have been like the best sword fight ever in a movie. They're inside of it looks great. They're I, inside a volcano. Right. It's all there's smoke and smog and ash everywhere. Awesome setting, of course. And then the fights is flail for a few minutes, and then the ending is actually sort of goofy looking. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So we it builds know... up really well, and then this fight starts, and it's just under a little underwhelming. That's right. if it, it, it should have been 
like a crazy, ridiculous action sequence of them fighting and, and flailing. It should have been very much more exciting than it was. We've established that this movie can do fight scenes. Like, we know mm-hmm. that. We've oh, yeah. seen cool fights in this movie already. So even though I was a little bit disappointed as to where the plot was going, they're gone with this mountain. I'm like, all right, okay. Into it. Volcano fight. And then I was so let down. And then the mm-hmm. last shot, I, I'm like, spoilers, I'm so sorry. The The final like shots of this movie are... What's the main character's name? Uh, Amleth. Amleth cuts off his uncle's head at the same time that his uncle stabs him. And the uncle's body stands there for like way longer. It's goofy looking. Yeah. If it, if there had been like a, a stand and then like collapse immediately, I would have been like, okay, fine. But no, he's like there for a minute. Yeah. And they both die at the same time. I mean, you can kind of see it coming. They're both going to die at this point. Yeah. Both of these men have lost, like, well, the uncle more so has lost everything by this point. Amleth has tortured this man ever since he got to the farm to the point where, like, they thought vengeful spirits were punishing them. Like, he messes things up. I did almost wonder if the uncle was going to win that fight and then it was, the point was going to be, like, hey, man, chill out, you know? Right, but I think the, at that point, the uncle had lost his entire family and his home. Yeah. And, um... He's not a typical villain. He's a bad person. He had run slaves and he kills them. And but, like, he's... so do all of the other characters. So but he's not. He's, he, like, when you expect it to be like, yeah, kill your uncle, man, that guy sucks. But then there's the part of it that's like, he's, his, the reasons he killed the king are maybe like, maybe the king wasn't so good. Amleth, maybe your dad sucked. Did you ever think of that? You were like a kid when he died. You probably never realized your dad sucked, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. We should also talk about, like, the magic in this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit. It gets a little bit into supernatural happenings. I, you, you said before we watched it that it had kind of, like, Green Knight vibes, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. But much angrier. And not, <laughs> and not as good. The Green Knight, I think, a lot is, is, is superior to this. The Green Knight is just a really good movie. Yeah. So that's, yeah. The, it doesn't mean much if your movie isn't as good as The Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. But the, so the magic, like, the style they did it in reminded me a lot of The Green Knight, which mm-hmm. I liked a lot of course and i there were a lot of scenes which is the same in the green knight where you're not sure if it's actual magic or if it's just the character's like perception yeah of what's going on which i like there's a sequence especially it's something called the mound dweller that is super cool and you're like that thing's not gonna come to life yeah, and then, it and then it does, but it doesn't. But it's a cool sequence, and it looks really interesting. And a lot of times, when there's like a prophecy happening or something, you're like, maybe this guy's, I don't know, just like seeing things. There's a lot happening mm-hmm. here, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I it's, thought it was yeah, cool. It's like there's a lot of like mysticism, I guess. I do think out of all the scenes that I would cut from this movie, some of them were the magic, though. Yeah, especially that one where um. Before he that mound dweller, he sees the he meets that that guy down yeah. in the cave, and there's and like Will, Will, and there's like Willem Dafoe's severed head, and it's way too long. Because for me, so he goes he goes and asks this guy. He's like, I know I've got this like prophecy, and there's all this stuff, and the guy's like, Okay, I'll you know here's your here's an update to your prophecy. There's this cool sword you need to go get. Yeah, and then he immediately also the sword is just also within walking distance i was mm-hmm. like all right everything is right near where this uh everything is near where his uh his uncle lives which i guess is part of the magic but was kind of <laughs> funny he, so he immediately goes to go get his sword and then a second magical thing happens where this guy like where the statue thing or dead body comes the mound and, dweller yeah he's yeah. like a, some sort of important person apparently who was buried in the mound and that, that's an actual thing that cultures did and they, yeah. like the 
Um, and he was like sitting up and he had the sword. Right. He was, like, he was like in this full battle gear. Pretty cool. Um, it's a cool sequence. And there's uh, but the, 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 to get there, yeah, he follows like this fox or this little animal, this little wolf or some kind to the cave where he has that weird big mystical vision. He should have just followed the fox to the sword, probably. Yeah, that sequence dragged a that lot. That would have got it done enough, and it wouldn't yeah. have. That's one of my least favorite scenes when that guy's like banging on the drum when he's talking. I'm like, mm-hmm. relax, man. It's Take just it too easy. Much happening. Where's the sword? Right. The sword it actually turns out to be not very important. It's this seems to be the same as a regular sword, except it can only be used to kill humans. Apparently, and you can only draw it at night or at the gates of hell. Yeah. Other than that, so then the f- part of it, he's just like beating people with a sheathed sword yeah. at one point. Which is a cool, it's a cool sequence, but it's, it's And conceptually, like a sword that you can only draw at certain times. Pretty cool. Like it's a good plot device. Yeah. But my other thing with that is that we've never seen him lose a fight ever. Or barely. For, well, he, he, he does get hit occasionally. Especially yeah, the, he, as the movie goes on, he gets he, get, he gets destroyed a little after bit. After he gets the sword, he gets he gets beat up more. <laughs> I but, think at that point he's also very. He knew he was going. To, he was he, going. He's to very do. tired. Yeah. Um. But, his shoulders probably hurt. So it just kind of makes it feels weird, like story wise, like, oh, he's going to get a great weapon, and that's what's going to you know mm-hmm. solve this. And it's like, does he need it though? He's fine. He's doing okay. Yeah. But, this, I don't know. Something something I like in movies. We talked about this before. Is it people who look like they're having fun, mm-hmm. or. You can see like the genuine effort that was put into something. Mm-hmm. This movie has a lot of that. The physical acting, where you got these people who must have dieted and trained for months to get these to look like this for this movie, and they're screaming at the camera till the veins are popping out of their neck, mm-hmm. and like they're throwing themselves around the screen. And the stunt work is really good. There are a lot, lot of reasons of that I don't think this was a bad movie, despite mm-hmm. despite me having issues with it and not loving it a lot yeah i can see the director really cared about what he was doing and put mm-hmm. a lot of time and effort into it all the actors did and i i like like you said right. i like to see that and like the historic accuracy and and something i like in a movie i every time i see a movie i want to see one thing that i've never seen before mm-hmm. and there's a shot in this movie where the camera starts on like the shore of a the bank of a river and these viking ships start to go by and the camera and some sort of crane shot go the camera goes across the water into one of the, like onto one of the sh- moving ships yeah which must have been so hard i said i saw a little video about it so apparently there was a crane shot with the camera mm-hmm. the cameraman stepped off the crane onto the boat and there's like a little camera dolly in the middle of the ship and they put the camera on it and shot the rest of it that is crazy the timing of that to move the crane onto the moving boat because it looks completely smooth and if if you miss it you gotta take the boat all the way back and do it again. Yeah, that seems nuts. so unnecessary. But it was. I was like, "Ooh, that's a cool shot." So that like was, I, there was so that shot. I love that at kind the of midpoint stuff. of that shot. The camera turns mm-hmm. like it doesn't cut; it just turns. Yeah, and that was. I noticed the director did that several times, and I've just. I don't. I don't think I've seen that really. Yeah, it's like an inter- instead of ed- yeah, instead of editing post, they were editing. It's like editing during the shot. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's not like a great. It's like a quick turn. It, a yeah, they're not. It. They're not following an object. The camera just is rotating mm-hmm. which a, i thought was, was cool if, yeah it's robert eggers directed this he he made the movie the witch which is supposed to be one of the better horror movies of the last 10 years I'm, yeah I'm, and then i'll the, watch it the, light, the, this. the lighthouse with robert pattinson and willem dafoe which is like with the black and white it's like an art house sort of it's supposed to be good just knowing those two guys are in it it has to be some nuts movie <laughs> yeah i might watch both of them because I, I, I appreciate robert eggers and the cinematographer is jaron blaschke mm-hmm. i feel like we gotta mention because this movie is shot there's a lot of really good shots in this movie yeah i thought it was really cool 
But yeah, it's not perfect. I enjoy it a lot. As a, I would have liked it as if a, it was a little shorter. Yeah, as a, as a better than average sort of action revenge movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I also, <laughs> you know, as dramatic as I was being after we watched it, because I was making fun of parts of it. These I didn't think it was a bad. These movie. Vikings are very dramatic. Yeah, they're very <laughs> angry. Our our friend Autumn, she I she said, why couldn't they just sit down and talk about it? And I was like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> I really would I mean, solve the whole thing. When you spend that much time working out, and you know, and you gotta do and, something and fighting. You gotta, you know, you know, it's uh be a waste of your 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 Viking uh, muscles. muscles. Yeah, your Viking <laughs> muscles. You gotta put them to use. Anyway, uh, well, those are I think the last two movies we're watching for this podcast. Ooh, we didn't connect them. Oh, there are several connecting threads. <laughs> They're all They're... very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there is this. Well, we talked about the controlling of the guinea pigs right. and the bad guys. There's a scene here where Amleth somehow controls uh, like a domesticated dog and makes it attack his uncle by howling at the moon. Yeah, it uh, works really well. It for works some really reason. well. A bunch of wolves also come and all the dogs go like feral. Yeah. And that is very similar, very similar to the guinea pig sequence. Uh-huh. Also farting <laughs> and uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. They mention it. They say something about a wolf in sheep's clothing in the Northmen, and then they literally put a wolf in a sheep onesie. Because they had to. <laughs> they had to. So different approaches to the same uh, material there. Yeah. I mean, they were really taken from the same story concepts here. Mm-hmm. Definitely the... The same movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see a crossover at some point. <laughs> well, uh, I think that might be about all we can say about either of these movies. Yeah. They. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad I watched them in theaters now. Yeah, for once we're on time. <laughs> so I think that is it for the movie den. I don't know. Oh, no. I know, right? It's been fun. It's it been a good time. Been. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed the hell out of this. We're gonna see what happens with this next year. I don't know if if this podcast will continue or get replaced or you know what's. Soon. To be continued, it sounds right. like maybe. I mean, I can't just keep going on my own without Adam, so we gotta we gotta figure something out. I'll drive in for it. Oh, good. Yeah, we can do it over <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We've got a nice round thirty episodes, and uh, I'm glad we've been doing this. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of good movies, yeah. and a couple of bad movies, but mostly good. Yeah, I've enjoyed almost every movie we've watched, so I, I'm, I'm I'm happy about Pretty that. Pretty good track record, I mm-hmm. think. Anyway. I think we're going to wrap it there. All right. So thank you for listening to Movie Den.